So in November, when the Sydney Festival program was announced, a number of artists who were scheduled to perform noticed that the festival had begun to advertise a partnership with Israel. So that was brought to the attention of some artist associations in Western Sydney. And from that, um, one of the incoming board members to Sydney Festival, Dr. Michael Mohammed Ahmed, uh, raised his concerns with the board of Sydney Festival. Uh, we, we then organised as a collective of artists and organisers to meet with the board and put our view to them that they should not accept money from a foreign state that is engaged in human rights abuses. And unfortunately, they chose not to heed that request. Often when it comes to, to BDS or boycotts and divestments, it's, you know, the thing that people see is just the, the uh, I guess, boycott or the unfortunately inevitable boycott of, of a service or a festival like this. But as you're describing there, it, it sounds like uh, artists and uh, Palestinians and their supporters directly approach the festival to try and work things out. Uh, so was there just absolute hostility from the festival? Or can you tell us more about how those conversations uh, went and, and, and what the, the response was? Yeah, so Palestinians who are involved in the festival, be they artists or people who are attending as audience members, as well as people who are Arab more broadly, um, people who are allies of the cause, feel very, very unsafe by the fact that the Sydney Festival platform is being used to provide cover for crimes against humanity. So Israel is engaging in the crime of apartheid, and that's um, a crime in, under international law that's very well defined in the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court. And for a festival like Sydney Festival to put a logo of the, Australi- of the Israeli government on their website sends a message that that is in fact normal behaviour. Um, when we met with Sydney Festival to to put that view to them, the conversations were firm, direct. They weren't hostile, but unfortunately, the board was not swayed by our position. And you need to realise as well that um, this only emerged in November. So by the time you know we had that process of consultation with the board, and by the time we received their response to us, we were already in late December. So that doesn't leave us a lot of time between when we concluded those discussions and when um, the festival actually launched, which was on the 6th of January. Now, while the uh, the ongoing uh, displacement, dispossession and attempted genocide of the Palestinian people has been going for a long time, the BDS campaign, I guess, in retrospect, can be considered to be relatively new, at least here in Australia, lasting, I guess, from my memory, only last uh, couple of decades. Uh, however, you know, boycotts and divestment are a, a, a long-held tactic of many uh, social justice and uh, social movements and uh, social justice campaigns, sorry, uh, including, I guess, the, the one that many people think of is the, the boycotts around uh, apartheid South Africa, in particular around uh, sporting events and so forth. Do you think that given, I would say, the, the, the relative success of this boycott, that it is becoming more palatable and acceptable to to boycott uh, is Israeli funding and Israeli, uh, I, I guess, um, art washing, as, as as this has been uh, described here in Australia. And, and is it sort of, uh, I guess, a welcoming development that so many artists were willing to pull out of the festival? 
Absolutely. I think the most important thing that we need to draw attention to here is the fact that boycotts are a very, very important tactic. And they've been used throughout the history of social movements to affect change. In this particular case, Palestinian civil society, and that, that incorporates a number of unions, trade organizations, civil society groups, artists, um, virtually all of Palestinian civil society is united behind the boycott campaign. And that is because BDS is a non-violent direct action movement. So if we are talking about how Palestinians should respond to apartheid and occupation, this is probably one of the ideal ways for us to go about challenging that. But it's not only about the Palestinians. Boycotts are incredibly important. I've uh, I've noticed, for example, that the Perth Festival is sponsored by Chevron, for example. So if environmental activists want to call on uh, Chevron to be removed from that funding for Perth Festival to divest, that's incredibly important as well. And by attacking the legitimacy of boycott as a tactic, in fact, what opponents of BDS do is make it harder for everyone to affect social change, and that is going to have really damaging consequences for movements well beyond Palestine. Now, in response to the boycott, a, a Hollywood-based uh, pro-Israeli organization is spearheading a campaign to counter the efforts of the uh, the boycott. Of course, here in Australia, in particular, in uh, in Sydney, there's a long history of uh, quite a, a loud and well-funded and vocal Zionist lobby. Uh, I, and, you know, I guess in, in we've, we've seen a, a few responses from, from that in recent days, including uh, people such as Gene Simmons speaking out against the boycott, uh, unfortunately people such as Nick Cave as well speaking out against the boycott. But it, I guess... Looking at it from you know someone who's been following uh, the issue of you know Palestinian self determination for the last couple of decades, it seems to be that you know the, rather than just a few individuals within the arts community speaking out in solidarity for for Palestine and then being hammered by uh, by Zionists, it seems to be a, a much more I guess balanced. Uh, debate, if you want to call it, uh, at, at the moment. And, and, it, and hopefully that indicates there is a bit of a shift. Ha, has there been any, I guess, conversations both, uh, you know, in response to some of the these, uh, I guess, these counter efforts from the Zionist lobby, but also has there been any conversations with, I guess, the, uh, the Jewish di- diaspora here in Australia in terms of their response and, and how they feel about the boycott? So the first thing I will say is this um, Hollywood group that has come out in opposition to the festival is a group that we should all be a little bit wary of. It's actually not, as they're describing themselves, creative communities for peace. They're actually, a, uh, if you look into who they are and where they originate, it's quite concerning. Um, they are actually a front organization of a lobby group in the U.S. called uh, Stand With Us, which is a racist pro-Israel organization. Um, They're fronted by people like Gene Simmons, who um, has made Islamophobic remarks in the past, who has called on people with depression to kill themselves, who has been banned from Fox News for harassing and intimidating staff. So if you put someone like that up as the face of what you want to call a a dialogue campaign, um, you don't really have very much legitimacy to begin with. Um, Palestinians, on the other hand, are saying very openly that our campaign is about human rights, 
decency and justice. And with regards to the Jewish diaspora, we are very, very fortunate and very proud to have the solidarity of many Jewish people who are standing with us and saying that the behavior of the state of Israel does not speak for them as Jews. And that solidarity is not only coming from Jewish uh, people within Australia, such as Jews against the occupation, Jews against fascism, it's also coming from Jewish movements overseas. So we're very, very fortunate to have that. They stand in solidarity with us and we stand in solidarity with them. In terms of the, the boycott itself and the, the artists that have withdrawn, there's been, I guess, somewhat of a mixed bag of, uh, of statements made. And I, I guess you'd, you, you know, we're thankful that uh, artists do withdraw, but even more thankful when they withdraw and actually make a statement in solidarity with, uh, with the, the Palestinian people. I guess there's, there's a whole bunch of complex issues around why the boycott's important, and you've touched on quite a few of them. There's the, the simple issue of, you know, Palestinian artists and people feeling safe at a festival, and, you know, how can you feel safe at a festival when the festival's receiving funding from the, the, the state that is seeking to, to wipe your people off the face of the planet? Uh, but then there's also the, the broader issue of, of using it as an opportunity, as you've explained, to, to further the movement uh, for in, you know, solidarity with Palestinian self-determination. And and I guess looking at some of these statements, you know, with, with some notable exceptions of some of the artists, unfortunately, a lot of the statements have uh, have not used the opportunity to make a clear stance in solidarity with, with Palestinian artists. And and I would say, the you know, the exception would be, you know, the, there, are, there are some notable exceptions, particularly from the First Nations artists that have pulled out of the festival. But I, I guess, can you, can you speak to that and, and how important it is that people don't just simply boycott things, but they use it as an opportunity to highlight the issue as well? Yeah, so we're very fortunate um, and very grateful to all the artists who have withdrawn. And from the very start, we were very clear in saying that we are making the call to boycott. We understand that there are some major barriers to artists withdrawing, be they financial or logistical or even contractual. Um, so we, we don't want to be in a place where we're pressuring artists to do anything and we respect the decision that we made. We, we have a picket line, and a picket line we, we believe is something you should never cross. But um, regardless of how we feel about those choices, we respect that they have been made. When artists then choose to make statements in solidarity with us, um, it has been the case that some of those statements haven't uh, drawn attention to what the campaign is actually all about. And that's a little bit regrettable. However, it's important to say that, you know, they have still responded to the, to the call and we are still very grateful for that. Um, Palestine has become a, some, something of a dirty word and there's often a great social price to pay for speaking about Palestine in this country, but also elsewhere. We're trying to shift that conversation. We're trying to normalize the ability of activists to talk about Palestine candidly and to challenge human rights abuses. And so this is a first step. We're amazed by the response that we received. About um, a, a fifth of the Sydney Festival program has withdrawn already. Um, and that is a testament to hard work that has been done by organisers and activists for decades. So um, if an artist chooses not to make a statement at this time that is explicitly about Palestine, we still are grateful for them for having responded to the call for solidarity in the first place. 
just finally, Fahad Ali, I guess for people over here in WA, I mean, you did mention the uh, the Perth Festival coming up that has also got some dodgy uh, sponsorship. But in terms of people expressing their solidarity with uh, Palestinian people, but also uh, with, the, with the boycott, and, and I guess the obvious thing is also supporting the artists that have boycotted. But what, what can people over here do to, to support this boycott and, and more broadly to support the, uh, the movement for self-determination for the Palestinian people? The first thing that you can do is to have a look at some of the artists that have withdrawn and to give them your support. So they come from all over Australia and make sure you follow them and make sure that you um, are able to go and see their shows whenever they're in town. That would be incredibly important. In terms of showing support for Palestinian rights, it's really, it'd be really phenomenal if people could, um, you know, Follow the movement, learn a bit more about what we're doing, listen to Palestinians and trust that Palestinian organizers are best placed to respond to their own oppression. Um, so if, if we're able to do that, I think we'll get very far. Thank you so much for speaking to us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you.